Hey, 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 pro nerds, welcome back to Project Nerd for our first ever episode of Press Play. For those of you listening, press play to listen. For those of you watching, plus press play to watch or do whatever you want. But it's Press Play, our brand new title podcast. Well, I guess it's not title podcast. I'm butchering this like crazy. So let's just introduce who's all here for the first episode. Uh, we'll go around in a first circle, and then I'll tell you why. We have such a big team for episode one. So Courtney, welcome to the first oh. ever episode of Press Play. Thank you. Hey, guys, this is Courtney Warner here. I have a couple of podcasts on Project Nerd, Murder, She Joked, and High Five the Podcast. I also uh, do stand up as well in Nashville, and I'm super stoked to be here. Big movie fan. So there you go. Okay, you guys, you got to follow that plug. Can you have a list that well? Q, what about you? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I am Q, and I do a lot of things for Project Nerd. Uh, you will see me amongst many shows, but mostly... I know a lot about movies, and that's why I'm here. Oh, that that sounded like a challenge, too. So, yeah. all right, Tyler. The gauntlet is thrown. Nerdcast alum, Tyler. Welcome Listen, to Press Play. Yeah, uh, I'm Tyler. i am uh, been here at Project Nerd for way too long. My primary role in, involves just telling Iggy how wrong he is at all times. And I'm mainly just here to reclaim my throne as Oscar pick champion. I was dethroned a couple seasons ago, and it hurts me in my soul. <laughs> yes um uh adam what do we got i mean i'm just here to have fun i'm adam hello everyone uh i also like tyler have been with project nerd for a very long time uh you've heard all of my oscar picks you know how amazing i am at this uh and i look forward to coming in a very solid last but with my integrity intact so listen adam you we're notorious for last place in the Oscar picks, but recently you've been doing better. Um, I think you uh, had a pretty solid, was it last year that it was, I don't, I don't remember who won. I, I mean, I, you guys can help me remember if you want, <laughs> <No, thank laughs> <God. laughs> but uh, I believe Adam came in second. I was pretty impressed, but you bring Adam up a makes point. a good it's point. Oscar that he, picks. he keeps his integrity intact. Whereas some of us will talk a long time about the movie we wish would win. We go for the win and Adam just picks the movies he likes. That's true. I respect That's that. Cause it makes it easier for me to win. Listen, listen, who's <laughs> going to win the big football game based on the colors of their uniforms? It works sometimes. It works sometimes. But as we mentioned, it's Oscar pick. That's right. The blank annual Academy Awards are coming up. I think 92nd, <laughs> right? Annual Academy Awards are coming up here. It's in 94th. 94th. Oh. Well, 92nd qualifies too, because what have the two last years been really? Like, did they even happen? We don't know. But anyways, point being, the Academy Awards are up. And for those of you that follow the Nerdcast for the first 10 years of Project Nerd, you're going to see this happen right over here on Press Play now. We get to do our Oscar picks. We've expanded the field. We've got five, as you heard from all of us, pretty big movie buffs here to pick all of the categories and well, the winner gets bragging rights for approximately 11 and a half to 12 and a half months, depending on when the Oscars decide to air next year, all of that. So I don't know. This is one of my most exciting things to do each year. I don't know. Are, do y'all do yeah. even outside of the podcast? Do y'all do picks? Do you compete with other people and, and tell them how right you are? Uh, <laughs> Tyler's I mean, like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, for me, so for those who listen to my tenure on High Five the Podcast, um, I was notoriously anti Oscars, um, mainly, mainly not because I don't appreciate the films, uh, but I think the system is very broken, like a lot of the systems that we have. Um, so I have been known for giving my Oscar picks, but 
they often include snubbed films as well mm-hmm. because I choose what's right, not what's <laughs> given to me. Um, but I have reined it in for this episode and I'm very excited. Okay. I did stick to the list of options available <laughs> per the Academy. The only way um, you're going to win if you but have, I, have a I'm chance very, to win. I am very excited to talk about it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this is going to be a, a lot of picking, so let's get started. How we do this is we really kind of focus these as kind of the tiebreakers because there's often not a lot of experience or knowledge in these first three categories. That's best documentary short, best animated short, and best live action short. Best live action short obviously being usually the long shot. I don't know. Have we seen any of these in the, these fields? Tyler, I expect. I know there's a couple on Netflix. No. Yeah, I've definitely seen... Oh, most of the animated shorts that would be about it i think i've seen one live action short and i've had a trouble this year is one of the first times i've had a hard time finding some of the best documentary shorts usually like pre and it maybe just it's a little too early in the season usually like in the weeks leading up to the oscars they will get plastered everywhere and like amazon prime in the past has done a good job of like hey here's all the picks that we have access to to show but i have seen all the animated shorts but the other two categories it's yeah not as good as it has been in years past. All right. Well, let's let's do this. I've got my my cheat sheet, my my master sheet I made over here. I've got our ballot over here that will fill out. Let's do this, yeah. Courtney. I'm putting you on the spot. We're going to pick best documentary short. The nominees are Audible, Lead Me Home, The Queen of Basketball, Three Songs for Benazar, and When We Were Bullies. Um, as someone who has seen exactly none of these, right, I'm going to go right. off of judge a book by its cover, a, a movie by its title. Um, I'll, I'll go with uh, "Lead Me Home." That one sounds like that sounds like Oscar bait for sure. That title. All right, we're marking you down for "Lead Me Home." Uh, we're going to work our way around. We're going to be quick on these categories. So, uh, Q, what yeah. are you thinking? I'm also going to take the title route, but I'm going to go with three songs for Benazir. That feels that feels Oscar worthy. All right. All right. Uh, Tyler, you're next on the round table. I'm going to go with the one that I have seen. It's audible. It was a Netflix documentary by uh, Matthew Ogans, who did a lot of 30 for 30s and some other documentary work. It's uh, about a school for the deaf. It's fantastic. If you get a chance to watch it. It's on Netflix. All right, Adam, where are we picking? Uh, also audible. Only one I've heard of. But when I stop to think about it, I think it's just because I use the audible app. Not because okay. I've heard of the movie, which is maybe a problem, but audible still. All right. I, I warned everybody before we got started, Tyler and I do the research. I, I have also watched it. It's on Netflix, showed up in my recommendations, I think, because of when Netflix had the 30 for 30s. I loved watching those. Mm-hmm. And uh, Audible is my pick as well. All right. Quinn, you get to kick us off for best animated short. Uh, affairs, right. of, affairs of the Art, Bestia, bo- Box Ballot, Robin Robin, and The Windshield Wiper. All right. I... I have seen some of these um, and I am going to go with uh, Robin Robin. Uh, It was on Netflix. It's very good. The animation is fantastic. So I'm going to go with that. Tyler, sir, your pick. We lost you. Adam, you pick while Tyler comes back. to us. (laughs) Yes. Also going to go with Robin Robin. The film's so nice. They named it twice. All right. Tyler, are you back with us? Sorry about that. Some tech. No, I'm also going with Robin Robin. Saw it. Um, if you're familiar with Ardman, it's a joint feature with Ardman. So stop motion, stop motion, claymation. It's fantastic. Watch it on Netflix. Definitely. Courtney. I also was going to pick Robin Robin. That is one that I got to see. And so I was okay. like, oh, that's great. So 
All right, Robin Robbins across the board here for us. I'm going with that one as well. So that won't be a decisive category for us. We either all win it or we all lose it, right? All right, let's round out these shorts. Tyler, you get to start us for best live action short. Um, Alakachu take and run, the dress, the long goodbye, on my mind, and please hold. Again, this is one of those ones where I'm just going to pick the one that I've seen, and that was the long goodbye. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and it's getting a lot of really good buzz on the festival circuit. So I'm going to go with the long Definitely. goodbye. Adam, sir, what do you got for us? Picking at random on my mind. On my mind. All right. Uh, putting Inserting me into the round table, I'm with Tyler on this one. Tyler and I are going to have to find somewhere to divide our, our picks here because now we're three for three on the same here. <laughs> um, but again, the long goodbye, I think, is getting the most attention. It's actually won a lot of festival stuff, too. And uh, I, I saw it. It's a pretty solid film. So, all right, Courtney, where are you at? Uh, I'm just going to also go at random. I've not seen any of these. Um, the dress sounds interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay. The dress. Um, it does sound interesting. I wonder if it's about a dress. Quentin, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with my gut here and also both of your guts and go with the long goodbye um, because you picked them and I'm a follower. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a fair reason. Yeah. All right. So we get into the those categories, obviously, I think deserve a lot more attention because I it's especially on the documentary side. How hard is it to tell a story in short form on a documentary feature? Um, and I always we always lump the best animated short in there, too. But you're right. We I think not only us, but the majority of the world sees more the animated shorts than the, the live action and documentary. So I don't know. Maybe we'll take them more seriously next year. But either way, we're going to get into the the below the line categories as they call them. And we're going to start with best makeup and hairstyling and Adam, because you have the best makeup and hairstyling today, you're going to get us started here. And our nominees for this year's category are coming to America, Cruella, Dune, the eyes of Tammy Faye and house of Gucci. And this is one of many, what are we at? 10 nominees for Dune? I believe. Was that right? Yep. Yeah. There yes. we go. All right. Yeah. Adam best hair and makeup. Uh, I'm going to take Cruella. Actually, I think they did a, a really, really good job with that one. Um, I, I'm going to pick Dune a lot. I don't mm -hmm. think it has the chops in this particular category, though. All right. All right. I think that's a that's a solid answer. Solid answer. Um, we're going around. I guess I'm after Adam. Uh, so I this one was hard. Cruella seemed like a really good pick. Mm -hmm. The Eyes of Tammy Faye, though, has gotten some love lately and a lot more love than I thought it would. The movie itself is eh, but I mean, Tammy Faye looks I mean, Jessica Chastain as Tammy Faye is spot on. And I'm, I think it could be a toss up between these two and any of the research I did, it could be a toss up these two. Since you pick Cruella, I'm going eyes of Tammy Faye, uh, just to diversify here a little bit. So Courtney, what are you thinking? <laughs> Man? Oh, I think I'm, I'm going to go house of Gucci because of Jared Leto. Like I did not recognize him like until I was like, who is Jared Leto in this movie? I it was great. He was, you know, I, I snub, had no idea. Snub. There you yes. go. <laughs> uh, also a huge snub. Yes. Uh, good pick. Good pick. I like it. I, the more, you know, as we're spreading this out and I'm thinking of the other two that haven't been picked yet, this is a pretty solid field, I would say. So Quentin, what are you thinking? Are you going to diversify our picks still? Or are you going with one of us? Uh, so I'm, I, I'm also going to go with, uh, Cruella on this one. Uh, I remember when I saw the movie, I thought immediately that's what came to mind. I do just want to make a comment about the eyes of Tammy Faye because the, the makeup for the Tammy Faye for Je Jessica Chastain was fantastic, but for some reason you cannot de or you cannot age Andrew Garfield. 
I'm not sure what the problem is there. If it is the fact that he is like a perpetually young looking guy, but no matter what age he was supposed to be, he always looked like a kid in old person makeup. Right. Like DiCaprio in um, Inception, right? At the end there. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, were, I don't know what's I don't know what's happening here. There you go. That's a that's it. Solid observation. Tyler, let's close this out on best makeup and hairstyling. So I will say, not unlike Adam, I'm going to pick Dune a lot today, and I'm gonna talk about Dune a lot today. But in this one, it was really totally just Stellan Skarsgård as Baron Harkonnen, which was great, but not amazing. Isa Tammy Faye, Jessica Chastain in interviews has talked about how like the makeup for this movie, like permanently damaged her skin. Cause she was spending <sighs> four to seven hours getting into prosthetics and makeup and she was transformed. So I think, and eyes of Tammy Faye is definitely, uh, Jessica made a, a sacrifice for a craft and it's going to get the, and their, her team's going to get the Oscar <laughs> for it. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, we've got to pick something separate. I have a feeling we're not going to in this next category either, Tyler. So best costume design, which to me, I think the field is as wide open as best makeup and hairstyling in terms of all five candidates. Phenomenal with the costumes. Uh, Cruella, Serrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story. Uh, admission here, I don't know why I haven't seen it. I have access to it. Nightmare Alley. I haven't seen that one yet, actually. It's on the list here. I want to see it. I love Del Toro. I but I don't know. I'm just going to admit it. Uh, this is my first pick here. Uh, much like Adam and Tyler said, it's it's going to be a Dune-worthy episode. And I think all of these have costumes that could win. West Side Story, I could see is getting a win here because I think it's going to end up being nominated for a lot and not win, win a lot. Mm -hmm. But I have a pick. I have a Dark Horse pick for them later to make up for that. I think when you look at scale and scope, Dune just outshines because the amount of costumes and the amount of things. I think this is where Dune starts getting that love that it still rightfully deserves this year. Courtney, what do you think? Man, I was also going to say Dune, and I feel like this category Go is just going to be a sweep for Dune because it was just, <laughs> yeah, the, the the massive amount of cost, like the details they had to do for every single person for that, for that, the extras, everybody. Like it wasn't just like one or two costumes, you know? Um, right. So that was just... I feel like I will say about Dune, I think this is going to be the Lord of the Rings of, of this generation, you know, and I like yeah, I just feel like that's what they're trying like that's like it's poised to take that next category of like being mainstream, but also winning every award possible. So I'm I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I think too. the rest of us are too. <laughs> so. Yeah. Quentin, what are you thinking for best costume design? Uh I'm I'm full in on Dune as well. Um, I will say that for me it was a it was a little bit tougher of a choice because again, Cruella really shined. Um, as a film, the costume design was unique. It was original. The others, the only reason that I can't go with them is because a lot of them were just recreations of period costumes, which I think aren't always top winners when you do original designs, things that kind of break the mold. It was a toss up between Cruella and Dune, but Dune's got it for me. Tyler, tell me why I'm putting you down for Dune. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's a, I got a surprise for you and I have a spoiler for you. Surprise. Oh, okay. I didn't go with Dune in this one. Really? All I right, definitely, right. I'm going with Cruella. I think okay. that's like an entire chunk of that story is about costuming and design and clothing. And they did a fantastic job with it. Um, Here's a spoiler. There's really after this one, not another time that Dune is an option that I'm not going to take it <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, for, <laughs> for a multitude of reasons. One, like anyone familiar with Nerdcast knows my unabiding love for Frank Herbert Dune. Denis Villeneuve. I mean, we're gonna. I'm gonna pick Dune a lot today, and genre films don't get enough love, and they're gonna get their behind belie the loan, belie belie. I can't line. talk below the line <laughs> awards. Wow, oh, I think so. Yeah, but 
Uh, this is like probably the one time for a while that Iggy and I are going to diverge, but I'm going to go Cruella for costume okay. design. Okay. Okay. No, if you're picking Dune on a lot of other stuff, we might split again. But Adam, I, yeah, it sounds I, like, are you picking between Cruella and Dune or are you taking us down a new path? I was actually between Cruella and House of Gucci. Because okay. like Tyler said, I was, I was between people that were actually designing clothing and costumes for, you know, as part of the movie. And then I stopped and thought about it. I'm like, they didn't design anything for House of Gucci. It's just what Gucci had done. And it's their clothes, so I mean that's that's fine. But Cruella, I think, really, really did kind of knock it out of the park in terms of new stuff, fun stuff, and it really drove the movie. So I'm gonna go with the uh, Cruella for this one. All right, all right, sounds good. All right, well, next on our list is best visual effects. Uh, is anybody not picking Dune? That's the first question. No. Is anybody no. not picking Dune? So no. Dune, Free Guy, No Dune Time to Die, Shang Chi, Spider Man nominated. We can kind of speed up on this one, but Tyler, your love for Dune has shined through. I'm going to let you give us the reason on why all of us are picking Dune for this category in visual effects. Yeah, it's they're incredible. Like the the reimagining of some of these between the sandworm scene, any of the shield scenes, specifically the special effects in the scene where the Harkonnens are like bombing Arrakis and like the buildings have shields on them that are imploding from inside like they did some amazing work and that's like the big scale stuff some of the smaller scale stuff that they were doing with the desert scapes um the spaceship i mean i i could go on and on just visual effects in this movie um he's always even yeah, he has but, always been yes. someone who is a is a master of of using visual effects in a big but also you know not overwhelming sort of way um yes this is a walk there were some really good visual effects in some of these other movies but Spider-Man and No Time to Die, I think the only two that even have a chance of getting of peeling some votes off of Dune, but it's going to be Dune. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other thoughts on this or are we we just all in agreement? No, I'm totally in agreement. <laughs> just nods, <laughs> nods all around. For yeah, those, that sounds good. For those tuning in to listen, it was nods all around. We are all on board <laughs> with this. But uh, best production design, Dune again nominated here uh, with once again Nightmare Alley. But now the power of the dog is uh, entered into the scene. Tragedy of Macbeth. West Side Story. Courtney, you get first pick on best production design. Man, I... these. This is actually a category where I've, where I've seen all the movies now, and uh, I'd say I'm going to go Dune. I mean, I it was that or Nightmare Alley for me would have been the two just for the creativity. Um, but yeah, Dune. Just again, the, the size and the scale that they had to do it was impressive. They deserve their flowers. Definitely, definitely. Quentin, any difference? I think for me... Yeah, I, I I really like Nightmare Alley as from a design standpoint, but I'm gonna also go with Dune. But I'll say my closer tie was almost West Side Story. Um, the set design and and kind of the production design of everything in that was massive, and they like very accurately recreated the time period. Um, but ultimately, I think just for originality and kind of reimagining, like Tyler had said, things that we've even seen before, but done in a completely new way i think i'm gonna have to go with dune all right tyler i don't know that there's ever been a time that guillermo del toro's been a nominee for best production design that i haven't picked him this will be a first i'm gonna go with dune for those reasons i do want to give an honorable mention tragedy Macbeth didn't get a lot of love this year at the oscars the minimalist like eerie set design that joel cohen did in that movie was i mean he didn't design it but was amazing mm-hmm. i'm a big shakespeare fan so if you haven't seen tragedy of Macbeth on apple tv plus give it a watch it's worth a watch even if you're not a big shakespeare buff but dune's gonna win this one all right adam anything different there or are you thinking the same no it's it's dune the 
the use of, of light and how they put everything together in terms of the design for the shots, I think was, was just top notch. All right. Big, big talk alert. This is my category where I'm going to break from the field. This is the thing here. Um, as we all know, we've talked about it in many episodes in the past. You get to pick your nominees in the field you're in, right? So if you are in a technical category, you pick that category for nominees. Once this ballot comes here, everybody's picking. I'm thinking along the lines of if I'm putting down this ballot, I too am about to just start doing, 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 doing down there. And I noticed that West Side Story is not going to get a lot of love on my ballot and most people's ballots. And when I think about why for the first time, one of the first times ever, maybe there's another time I'm not thinking, I think a remake of one of the most amazing movies I'd already seen is somehow better. I think it's production design. Mm -hmm. You take a... Um, It'd be in America from a rooftop setting to running through markets and dozens of people on the streets dancing. You have all kinds of things. Just what Spielberg did in terms of taking something that felt like a stage play on screen and now making it a movie based on a stage play. I think this is where people will, will say they were going to pick Dune, but then realized, oh, crap, I haven't picked West Side Story for anything. And they're going to go down and pick West Side Story. That's my risk here. I'm going with it. All right. All right, best sound. I, I should we just should we just say it, or are we going to go around too? Are we all on the same page with this one, though? I think so. Right. Here's the question: Is if it was still two awards, would you give it to? Would you give them both to Dune, or would you split it up? Oof. A lot oh, of people would, don't obviously like who split. aren't hard big movie booths. You know, editing sound editing versus sound design. Yeah, but if it was two I, different movies, would you choose two different well, movies? Quentin, two why different don't you awards. tell us? You said yeah. you would split to tie yeah. this question. What do you think? I would. I would split um, between the two. Um, I think Dune, hands down, Dune had some really original kind of sounding. The the mixing was awesome. Um, and even some things that could have gone wonky, like the voice um, worked, like the the just the design and, and kind of the way they did it. I also, I went and saw West Side Story in a Dolby digital theater. Um, so the sound and the picture quality was amazing, like amazing. Um, and so I think that's, that's a really hard one, but yeah, if, if there was the option to kind of split on sound design, um, I think it would go between those two films. I think they both did diff very different things, but very, very unique, um, kind of sound design and mixing. Um, yeah, that's my two cents on it. All right. All right. I think, uh, I think to, um, all good candidates, but you're right. This is a this is Dunes to to lose. It, it, for some reason, it doesn't get picked. It's uh, something happened that ballots got lost or something. I don't know. But all right, best film editing. So Quentin, you're going to kick us off for this one. This yep. one's going to get interesting. I think we're going to get a little bit diversity again in here. Maybe, maybe not. We have Don't Look Up, uh, Hank Corwin, Dune, Joe Walker, King Richard, Pamela Martin, The Power of the Dog, Peter Scaveras, Tick Tick Boom, Myron Kirstein, and Andrew Weisblum. Best film editing, Quentin. Tell us. Yeah, this one. This one was difficult, and I'm gonna be honest. Um, I'm gonna do a thing which I do a lot on High Five, which is not gonna help me here, but I do it anyway because I have to stay true to myself. Which is, I had to go with what I think personally had the best editing, as opposed to what I think is going to get chosen. Dune is going to get cho chosen, like hands down. I think it's gonna win the category, but I personally think that the editing on Tick Tick Boom was fantastic like the the design of that film is fantastic the execution was really really good and editing in a, a musical is extremely difficult like 
just trying to make sure that everything flows and feels correct. So yeah, so my choice is going to be tick, tick, boom, but I think the winner is going to be Dune. Okay. Tyler, how are you feeling about this? Um, actually one of an editor that I really like is up for it this year. And that's Hank Corwin, who's edits all of Adam McKay's movies. He did vice. He did the big short, but for this one with don't look up, it was a little bit more standard narrative. So he didn't get to use a lot of the tricks that he has used in some of those past films, which kind of like pulls me off of it. And I'm just going to just pick Dune again. <laughs> Dune needs to win more Oscars. Adam, what am I marking you down for? Uh, you're marking me for Dune. I feel very similar with Quentin, though. I, I, I'd like Tick, Tick, Boom to win, but I like Dune better, so I don't feel bad about picking Dune in this case. <laughs> okay, um, that's good. That's good. Uh, so I'm going to pick Dune, but I, I really, really, really thought think Tick, Tick, Boom could sneak in there. All right, we'll stay in the circle. My pick is um, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling what you guys are putting down. I think Dune's the obvious choice, and I'm going to play it safe and pick Dune. I'm not a risk taker like Quentin here, or maybe I was in the last category <laughs> and I already wasted it. Um, I think one that's getting really overlooked in our conversation here is the editing power to tell a story and the power of the dog. Mm-hmm. The power of the dog is so impacted by the way it's edited and the cinematography, which we'll talk about here soon. But I think if anything got one that wasn't dune and it was the if it was the power of the dog i'd be like "Mm, i'm not that surprised but courtney what are you thinking oh it's a good segue because i was going to go with power of the dog yeah i took your narrative there i'm sorry it's okay (laughs) no that was for all the reasons too because it's like yeah of course dune's going to win but i thought just obviously editing is important in everything you do but power of the dog really i think needed needed that and utilized that the editing in the way that they told their story so I would say that's like a, yeah, that's my, that's my dark horse. All right. All right. Uh, Tyler, this just worked out in, in for you somehow. This is your category that we're heading to and you get to pick first. So we will, we will all go take our bathroom and water breaks now while you give us a 30 minute lecture. Listen on best cinematography. So, Roger Deakins was not nominated this year. I know. Really I know. Big movies, so, but uh, Greg Frazier who happened to do Dune is someone I also look with uh, first time he's ever worked with Denny Villeneuve, uh, Villeneuve. But if you're unfamiliar with Greg Frazier, he did vice. He did rogue one zero dark 30. He's the cinematographer of the upcoming Batman movie. I know we were talking about that before the show. He's done some amazing work. He has already won numerous like critics awards um, for the work he did in Dune. those sandscapes, like even the early shots in Caladan, the shots in Iraq is sandscapes. It's phenomenal. And here's the thing. If you want to win an Oscar, you know, being a cinematographer in a movie, you could do worse than film a Denny movie. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a it's a fast track to the Oscar. So um, I'm going to have to go with Greg Frazier uh, for Dune. Okay, okay. Dune on Tyler's ballot. Adam. Yeah, I think it's Dune. The 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 scale, like the cinematography does an amazing job in terms of scale of a scene really large, really tied in to two people, whatever it might be. I think it's beautifully shot. Okay. Um, that's me. Uh, I don't have enough time to talk about what categories women just don't win enough for. Uh, so I'll just say we, we need three whole episodes for that. Um, here's looking at you Academy, but I think Ari Wagner, uh, second is second nominee woman nominee for cinematography. I believe, um, like second, to be the f- second ever, ever nominee. Yep. No, would be the first winner if she wins. And I think this is where it's going to be. I think for a few reasons, I think there's some political reasons behind it, which we'll also get into when we get into the acting categories. But I also think much like we were just talking about Courtney, and you might end up being on my side on this one because power of the dog 
everything about it tells the story. The, the best, the most well done movie this year is The Power to Dog. I'm going to say it right now. I mm-hmm. love Dune. Dune is by far exceeded the high expectations we we all painted for it. But in terms of just every aspect making it perfect, Power of the Dog, and I think we're going to see her take that trophy. Courtney, what are you thinking? Oh yeah, I was going to say Power of the Dog as well, just for literally everything you just said. So I'm um, we're on the same page with that for sure. I'll let you go first next time when we're picking something similar, so that way. <laughs> uh, Quentin, what are you thinking? Uh, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna diverge here. I think Dune definitely again is going to take it, but I have to go with what I think was the best out of all of them. And hands down for me, that was West Side Story. Um, I think the way that the film was shot both echoed the original film. So the, the cinematography looked of an era, but at the same time, it also had modern sensibility and flair to it, which I think is a very difficult balance to achieve between two things, somehow making it current, but also honoring the past. And a hundred percent that was, that was based on the cinematography and the look that they gave everything. Um, so yeah. So for me, my personal choice, I think that was the most impressive um, but I think Dune's going to get it. So mark me down for West Side Story and I'll I'll die on that hill. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Also, yeah. as cinematography is my category, like you said, we could do an entire episode on women categories in movies, cinematography especially, and unpacking like director of photography pipeline to cinematography and all that sort of stuff. But I do want to give just a shout out while we're talking about it. Rachel Morrison was the first woman to be nominated for cinematography. She did Mudbound back in 2018 and she's a fantastic cinematographer as well. So look up some of her movies if you get a chance we're pointing that out that the first woman nominee for this category was 2018 just mm-hmm. just put just saying it i'm just gonna listen there's a lot of white guys on this episode here but we <laughs> we see we woke we woke right I don't know. <laughs> right all right um score are we is anybody breaking from the obvious choice here are we are we all i hate to not give some time to it so does anybody want to speak on score while i mark dune on all of our ballots or is somebody Break no, from I'll, the- I'll, I'll break it. I'll break okay, it. Okay. Okay. All right. Courtney, tell uh, us what you're picking. Because Disney owns everything in Kanto. I was going to okay. say, I think just I, Disney does music great. I know Hans Zimmer. I, I mean, he's probably going to win, of course, but I'm like, I think that would give it a, a, a good, like, a <gasps> moment, you know, like where I think Encanto could possibly take it. All right. Adam, why is, why is Dune going to win this category? <laughs> Well, I mean, like you said, for for Power of the Dog, I think it it fits with Dune as well. That everything was part of that story, right? It the the feeling you got from from Hans Zimmer, I think he is very close to being the best in the business at that. When you hear a piece of music, it matches exactly the scene. It builds for the scene. It, it does everything that it needs to. So it's, I mean, he. I don't want to say perfect, but he might be perfect when it comes to making. S- scores all right all right is i think this is the one that we we pick though to broach the whole controversial topic of multiple below the line categories will not be part of the live broadcast and i think the biggest shocker of all of them was original score so if Han, when hans zimmer wins this oscar he will not be receiving it live on television which i think I, it's too early to say like how they choose to do it if it's good or bad but based on the Oscars track record. I don't have high hopes for how they're going to do this. If he gets it during a, like if they do a little interstitial before commercial, but I think of all, I mean, everyone who gets an Oscar should get a chance to receive it live. And hopefully they're going to get to see their speeches and see them getting presented. But of all the ones they chose score seemed like an odd one. Cause they used to mm-hmm. make a big production of playing the music and bringing up the people. But um, 
We'll yeah. see. I'm not going to like Iggy and I were talking about this earlier. I'm not going to pass judgment until I actually see the broadcast, but it was seeing these people not get these awards live is a little bit of, of an interesting choice. I feel like definitely because it's still going to be three hours long. Good call out. Well, something that will be happening uh, live on, on broadcast is best original song. People do love that. Um, we have uh, quite a, a, quite a bit of a musical royalty as we can call it. So, mm-hmm. you know, Beyonce is nominated for uh, be alive with King Richard. Um, you've got obviously Lynn Manuel Miranda with uh, with Encanto's nominee, Belfast, Van Morrison's Down to Joy, No Time to Die from Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, and Somehow You Do, Diane Warren for Four Good Days. Adam, you get first pick here. Is this open and shut, or is this a little bit more of a competition than we think? I'm going to go with competition. Usually the mouse wins all when it comes to the song category. I mean, it's hard to pick against Disney. Yeah. But... In the end, it's not the best song in Encanto. Um, they know that they're understanding that, you know, yet they had to pick the song before the success of the movie blew up and they knew what was what. So I think in this case, it's Bond. I mean, Bond wins a bunch. So I think it's going to be No Time to Die. Uh, Billie Eilish is the, you know, the the it person in, in pop music, I think. Mm-hmm. Certainly trending in that direction. So. I think it's I think it's going to be Billie Eilish and uh, Phineas and No Time to Die. Adam did what I've done to Courtney on a few categories, took the words right out of my mouth here. I I think you're exactly right. If they would have gone with Bruno after the success with it, I'm I feel like it could have been a clear runaway. But because you're exactly right. And here's the thing. Is there anybody that award shows and award guilds in general love more than Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell right now? I feel like they can win. You nominate them for something, they're going to win. I mean, Miranda, watch out. You might not get an EGOT before Billie does if she keeps up this pace, right? I'm with you on that one. Courtney, what are you thinking? Oh, same Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell. I mean, like that clean sweep she did with the Grammys and every year she just, yeah, she wins every possible award ever and I think she's great. I'm a big fan of hers and her brothers um, and the song was great. She, you know, yeah, I, I love it. I think, yeah, Bond songs generally tend to win, though, too. I think like Adele, you know, all that stuff. Mm. So good call. Quentin, where are you going? We, we, you're muted, I think. I think he's saying I'm going to speak for him. We're going to do bad lip reading here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he picked. Uh, I have also days. in oh. the Bond. Oh, OK. OK. Oh, my bad. Um, my bad. I thought you yeah. picked. Uh, a, I, four I agree. Everything's already been said with my thoughts, I think Encanto could have been a, a shoe in had they have chosen different song. Um, but for sure, I think Billy Eilish has got this one. All right, Tyler closes out. Yeah. I'm also picking bond. I almost, it was basically a cl- a coin flip between this and uh, the Encanto song, but I think it's a really good, not just bond song, just song in general. They did mm-hmm. they fantastic. And I would like, you know, I really want Daniel Craig's last bond outing to get something. So this is their chance. Right. Cool. Well, we've got best international feature now on our ballot as the next category. Have we seen a movie get nominated for best feature and not win best foreign feature if it was also there, but we also have a few other interesting questions in this category flee from Denmark. First movie ever to be nominated for documentary feature, foreign feature, and animated feature, let alone just two of those, you know. Uh, And then, of course, the worst person in the world has a screenplay nominee. So, man, is this 
Parasite, like, is is this the ripple effect of Parasite winning that we're starting to see some of these international features get more and more over? Maybe also a ripple effect of us all being home and watching more movies yeah. than, than we're used to seeing in just a big screen theater. Um, I guess this is my first pick here. I'm going with Drive My Car. I think if you're nominated for Best Feature, it's going to be hard for enough people in the Academy to pick against you. Courtney, what are you thinking? Oh, my God. Drive My Car is amazing. It was three hours long. I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of it. But it was still, oh, my God. It was like you're watching one movie, then you think you're watching a different It's It's so good. Um, So I think that's going to be the clear choice. Although I think I could see Flea moving up there. I could see that being the dark horse, though, too, because um, also that was very good and also has gotten a lot of attention. Um, But I will also go with uh, Drive My Car. It was okay. so good. Quentin, what about you? <laughs> you just don't want to talk to us today anymore. You're muting yourself or something. Your audio's gone. Tyler, why don't you pick one? Yeah, there we, wait, oh, there he goes. I'm back. Okay. He's like, don't, uh, leave, don't leave me. I, I'm going I'm going to drive both of your cars. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Well. All right. Uh, I think that's got it. Tyler, sir, are you yeah. picking differently? I think Flea being in three categories means it's not going to win any of them, which is kind of sad. Mm. Um, I love the worst person in the world. I have a soft spot for dark scandinavian comedy dramas it's my sweet spot i love those movies but drive my car is so good i mean yeah. this is gonna i mean i think of all of them if i had to only pick one of my picks for the entire slate to be like this is the winner it's this one i'm that confident in this one adam how you feeling yeah drive my car yeah <laughs> I, mean, I don't i can talk about it but i think we're good all right all right best documentary feature Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, Riding with Fire. Do remember that the past few years we've—I wouldn't say shock, but there's there's not been an actual. This is what's going to win documentary feature like we've seen in the past, and I feel like we might have that case here again. But Courtney, I'll let you explain to us who you're picking and why. I'm going to go with Flea. I think I know that it, it probably won't win any of the categories it's in, but I I think again it's just a sleeper hit. It was so good and it being animated, it being a documentary, like just so many elements and I, again I think it very much fits in the pocket of what the Academy probably likes, you know. So I'm going to go with Flea. All right, Quentin. Yeah, I'm I'm also with Flea. I think it's mainly um I think it has a better chance of taking this category than it does best animated feature. Um, so just because I'd like to see it get an award, that's why I'm going with it. Okay. Tyler. Yet again, proving that Amir Thompson, better known as Questlove is good at literally everything. It's summer of soul. He can cook, he can play the drums. He can talk about music for hours in this movie. This documentary about the, the Harlem festival is amazing. If you haven't seen it yet, get a, get a chance to watch it. All right, Adam, what are you thinking? I was thinking it's between Flea and Summer of Soul, which I think everyone is thinking. Um, but I picked Flea. I just think for like Quentin said, I, I think this is the only the its best chance to win. And so I think it's going to get a couple extra votes because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of all my categories, I think this was the hardest one for me to pick because of Flea and Summer of Soul. I think Summer and Soul to me is the clear favorite. You're also dealing again we're in a political world now that the academies just saw what happened to the Hollywood foreign press. I think there's going to be some politicalness in this as well. And, but at the same time, we've seen over the past few years, the one that has the most popularity win and flee. But then I'm back over here because what did the Academy hate before Netflix? Well, they hated Tim league and Tim league and neon just 
well, before it would Tim League and Draft House just don't win. So I'm, I'm I still didn't have a definite choice till just right now. I'm going Summer of Soul. I'm going Summer of Soul. I think it's right. Tyler reminded me how much I love Questlove. He's just it's just you can't pick against him. But anyways, all right. Um, best animated feature. Oh, Quentin, you are an animated fan, and you get to start us here. So we've got I, Encanto and Lu Luca and yep. Ray and the Last Dragon. So we've got three Disney nominees yep. here. We've got Flea, which we've obviously talked about in the last two categories, and then the Mitchells versus the Machines from Netflix. Quentin, yep. who's winning best animated feature? All right. So as an honorary person with small people in my house, I've seen all of these <laughs> movies countless amounts of times now. And I've had plenty of time to mull it over. Um, I think from a design standpoint, um, I think the Mitchells versus Machines is the best looking animation. Um, I think it very much has that Spider-Verse kind of animation style, which I really liked. But I think as far as a film goes, the better film is Encanto. Um, I've watched that movie a bunch and I still <laughs> love watching it. So that says a lot. So I think the, I think the winner will be Encanto. But I also just really, really dig the animation vibes from Mitchell's vs. Machine. So shout out to them. All right, and Phil Tyler. and Chris Miller. <laughs> Tyler, My hard and fast rule of not betting against the mouse gets a lot harder when they have over half of the nominees in this category. <laughs> um, we talked about it on the on the podcast before, but if you haven't seen the Mitchells versus the Machines, it's so good based on like the trailers and it being on Netflix. Everyone's like, that doesn't look that good. It's so good. You should 100% watch it at the same time. Encanto is going to win this in a walk. So. All right, Adam, you're nodding your head. Tell it's Encanto. Why. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, they are. I think I think part of it is is the songs and uh, it, it's one that you can watch over and over again. And it doesn't feel like, ugh, why did I pick this again? It's always, oh, yeah, I, I love this. That's why I picked this again. Right. Mm -hmm. You uh, you do the Oscars a couple months earlier, I think, and Kanto's a little bit in danger. Similar to what we were talking about with the song, Disney was really riding a couple of those other horses. I think, hands down, I'm going to say, Mitchell's in, the Mitchells versus the Machines flirted with being on my top 10 overall list of the year. Like, that mm -hmm. movie was fantastic not just the animation everything about it it was fun and my dog for some reason was in it somehow i don't know but anyways but y'all are right we've now had enough time for Encanto to take over the entire world as disney tends to do and it's it's the safe and easy pick courtney round us out animated oh, feature Encanto, of course it's frozen for this year it's just gonna win yeah with the music with the animation like there's no there's very it's very rare when Disney doesn't win this category. And I think that's like their that's what is that's their golden egg, you know? Very true, very true. All right, everybody take a deep breath. We're here. <sighs> we are to the acting and directing and screenplays and film, the ones that everybody talks about, the ones that there's Vegas odds like crazy for, the ones that everyone you can search for it and you have three hundred websites telling you why each one is going to win. And uh <laughs> Also, this is the one where we're probably going to talk even more. So if you guys were bored already, just sit back and grab your popcorn. It's going to get more exciting here. But actress in a supporting role is where we're going to start. And I think I I've got a strong pick here in my mind, but obviously I'll have to wait my turn. We have Jesse Buckley from The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose, West Side Story, Judy Dench, Belfast, Kristen Dunst, The Power of the Dog, and Anjanu Ellis, King Richard. Sorry if I said her first name wrong. I actually should have looked it up before we started. But a solid field. Supporting actress, I don't think changed as much as some of the other ones. So I think we're at Tyler. 
who's winning actress in a supporting role this year? I really, really love this movie, but I haven't really had a chance to talk about it. I know some other people have already picked it. This is the one time I'm going to give Steven Spielberg and West Side Story some love, and it's Ariana DeBose. She was Mm -hmm. phenomenal in a role that was like, those are shoes to step into, and Mm -hmm. she killed it. Right. Adam. Yeah, that's that's 100% it. Ariana DeBose, and it's, it's because of, I think, the last thing Tyler said, you know, she's phenomenal, but lives up and exceeds something you guys have said about the movie previously exceeds what we, we came to expect from that role. So, right. Um, myself, I guess here I'm picking, I'm picking the same. And again, um, I think there's some more things that come behind the scenes on why she wins too, as well. Cause mm-hmm. listen, the original West side story is great and all, but there's, there's one, there's a glaring problem there. We'll just, we'll just say it. And I think obviously the bows definitely steps up. Obviously her role she filled was also, in the original Puerto Rican, so I'm not saying anything, but th- I think there's a reason to give this award, especially with no other nominees coming from this field in the acting category, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm with y'all. West Side Story, Ariana DeBose. Courtney, what are you thinking? I think Ariana DeBose is going to take it, and I think it's well-deserved, but also Kirsten Dunst. Got a shout-out to her. She, she's been so underrated, and, and she's so great in everything she does, and I could see her possibly taking it, so I'm going to put her down as my pick. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to switch out here. Okay. Quentin, what are you thinking? Um, Ariana DeBose the whole way, for sure. Okay. 100%. <laughs> Quentin has been big on West Side Story. So yeah. when we get to the best picture, I'm sure we'll each get a movie <laughs> to talk about in detail on why we love it. And I have a feeling I know where Quentin's going. But um, <laughs> actor in a supporting role, I think, um, Adam, you're getting us started here. We have Kieran Hines, Belfast, Troy Kotzer, and Coda. Jesse Plemons, The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons, Being the Ricardos, which was the surprise nominee of the five, Cody Smith McPhee, The Power of the Dog. This is a tough, tough field, Adam. You got to start us. Where are we going for best actor and supporting role? So my pick is going to be Cody Smith McPhee because I really like him. Um, I think Power of the Dog is going to be hard to beat in a lot of the categories remaining. So... My only fear is, is the the split with him and Jesse Plemons for people voting for that movie. I'd love to see um <clears throat> sorry. I'd love to see Kieran Hines uh with Belfast, but I I don't think it's going to happen. So I think it's gonna be Cody Smith McPhee. Okay. I'm gonna fl- I'm gonna flip you on this one. I think Cody Smith McPhee is the most deserving. Kieran Hines, though, I saw Belfast before I saw Power of the Dog. And at that time, I thought he was the most deserving. When we watched that movie, I was like, this guy just won Best Supporting Actor. And then I watched Power of the Dog. I was like, uh. but here's a notorious track record for the Academy saying, you're an old white guy who we want to award before it's too late. <laughs> Kieran Hines is going to fit that bill a little bit better than Cody Smith McPhee. So I'm picking opposite of you, but I'm in the same boat to where I think both of them maybe almost equally deserving. But Cody Smith McPhee, I will say, like, what he did in, I, we, we just do a whole episode on Power of the Dog, but that's a whole nother thing. Anyways, Courtney, before I start rambling about that film, go ahead. Uh, Troy Coatser, is that how you pronounce it? From Coda? I thought, I think he, he's my pick. I think he was great. Um, that movie was a tearjerker. I didn't expect to like that movie so much, and he was a big reason why I thought it was so well done. Perfect, perfect. Coda's kind of sneaking up, I think, could win some Dark Horse things here, too. So mm-hmm. solid, solid pick. Quentin, tell us who you're picking. Uh, I'm going to go with Jesse Plemons on this one, Power of the Dog. Whoa. Okay. Um, I, 
I'm a big fan of Jesse Plemons. <laughs> I think he's a fantastic actor. And mainly, I don't know if he's going to win it or not, but I would like him to. Um, because I, I think he kind of flies under the radar on a lot of the performances that he gives in a bunch of movies. And this was no different. This was a, a great performance. Quentin's trying to out Adam Adam on the Oscar picks by picking from his heart here. So, uh, Tyler, you're going to round this out for actor and supporting role. Yeah, I mean, Jesse Plemons and J.K. Simmons are two of my favorite working character actors today. Anything they're in, I will watch it just because they're in it. But Cody Smith McPhee's performance is just too good. So Cody Smith McPhee gets my vote. All right. Well, that was a much wider uh, field of picks than I thought there would be. Um, so we're continuing with the acting here. Actress in a leading role. And I have to kick this one off, which was besides documentary, my other hardest one to pick. And that's because of a few reasons. So your nominees are Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for the lost daughter, Penelope Cruz, parallel mothers, Nicole Kidman being Ricardo's Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Two months ago, Kristen Stewart hands down was the front runner to win all this stuff. And then the guilds were like, mm, we're not so big on Kristen Stewart. And I think that really hurt. Not a, never has somebody won this in the Oscars and not been nominated for actress by the Screen Actor Guilds. And that's what Kristen Stewart's trying to do. On the other side, too, you have biopics galore here. And that's another thing the Oscars love. But you also have a person who I don't know. You want to talk about the Billie Eilish of the acting world lately? Let's talk Olivia Coleman. Mm -hmm. She is adored by everybody. I really was split. Nicole Kidman was phenomenal in Sorkin's being the Ricardos, like phenomenal. But I, I don't know if I can pick against Olivia Coleman because I think the biopic pick pickers are going to be split up here. So I'm going to go Coleman, although this is one that I could see, honestly, I could see any of these five ending up on stage. Mm -hmm. So Courtney, what are you thinking? Oh, man, I'm going to go Kristen Stewart with Spencer. She was awesome. And I know that, yeah, I could. I, that would be such a, Chris, a Kristen Stewart move to do is just win the Oscar after not getting anything else. I So I'm big fan of Spencer. She acted her ass off in that. I Princess Diana is weirdly still in our consciousness. Like, not weirdly. Uh, it feels recent, even though it wasn't. So I forget it was a period piece. Anyway, and she just nailed everything about it. So yeah. Quentin? Uh, I'm gonna go Chastain on this one. Um, okay. I think I think she was awesome and a transformative kind of performance, um, like we've talked about with the makeup. Um, and I'm gonna throw out this hot take and then pass to somebody else, but I didn't really care for Spencer, so that's it. All right, moving on. <laughs> I'm with you, sir, on this one, Tyler. What are you picking? Yeah, I mean, yet again, if you want to get nominated for an Oscar, play a real person. Sixty percent of the women and men nominated for actor and actress playing real people plus then we have a shakespearean lead in there so a lot of a lot of classic picks this year but i'm gonna go with someone playing a real person nicole kidman as lucy ricardo and lucille ball she was okay. fantastic right adam sir yeah i think it's i think it's nicole kidman because a lot of people know tammy faye baker everybody knows lucille ball um so being somebody that everybody knows uh, and same, you could say the same for Kristen Stewart. Everybody knows Diana. Like, I mean, it, especially living here in London, like literally all over the place. But I think it's Nicole Kidman. I think when we talk about two biopics here, we're naming three different people that some huge shoes to fill too. When you talk about Tammy Faye, uh, Lucille Ball, and Diana Princess Di, so pretty, pretty interesting. I. 
man, Tyler and Adam, you, you sold me more on Nicole Kidman, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my pick since I picked it, but I don't know. Okay. All right. Actor in a leading role, Courtney, you get to get us started here. Another oh. strong category, Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch, the power of the dog, Andrew Garfield, tick, tick, boom, Will Smith, King Richard, Denzel Washington, the tragedy of Macbeth. Man, like, can we put all five of those people in one movie and watch it too? Like, I, I would <laughs> oh. watch the hell out of that, right? All right, Courtney, Absolutely. tell me who's winning and why. I think okay, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to win. That's just how I think it's going to go. Although I, uh, although if I were, I, I would say Andrew Garfield will be my own personal pick. I think just because I thought he was amazing in Tick Tick Boom, and he's not a musical person. That'd be my own personal choice. But I'm going to say Benedict Cumberbatch because I would like to win a category. Okay, Quentin, sir. Uh, I'm going to go Andrew Garfield. Um, I am going to pick from my heart here. I think his performance was amazing. I do think the winner is going to be Cumberbatch. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm all in on, on Garfield. Okay, Tyler. I'm shocked that I'm making this pick, but the more I've looked at like the buzz from various festivals, the Guild Wars and stuff like that, in his third nomination ever, I think Will Smith's taking it home for King Richard. I think he is going to take the trophy home. And I'm shocked to say that because there are some really good performances in this category benedict cumberpatch obviously andrew garfield was larson like it's insane Mm -hmm. like how good he was at that character um and you know i love me some shakespeare but will smith all the way all right adam sir i think it's benedict cumberpatch like i said i think power of the dog is it's going to be hard to beat moving forward um he's fantastic and i nothing in this world would make me happier than Andrew Garfield winning. Um, just just with it, all of the stuff from Spider-Man No Way Home that's come out about him. And and I rewatched The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, and he's absolutely phenomenal. I've liked everything he's in, but I think Benedict Cumberbatch is just going to be too strong to beat. Mm-hmm. All right, Tyler, you have my full permission to have Travis, when he's editing this, pull this clip out. Tyler is right, and this is why I'm going to tell you he's right. We are what, six, seven years removed from Oscars So White campaign, and what were the biggest names that led that boycott? Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith. Will Smith, playing a real person. Tyler just brought that up, too, in the last category. Additionally, too, the Williams sisters were apparently blown away by his performance. And if you get the endorsement from the people, the daughter of the dad, um, I think this is an easy choice for Will Smith to be. If Benedict Cumberbatch was to win, I would be super happy about it and wouldn't be shocked. But I'll say it. I'm only saying it one more time. Tyler is right here. <laughs> and all three times Will Smith has been nominated for an Academy Award playing a real person. So mm-hmm. Ali, yes. The Pursuit of Happiness, and then this movie. So there you go. All right. Ooh, this one's a good one, too. I think it might be more of an obvious choice than would have been having different nominees, but we're talking best direct director. Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, Ryusa Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. I think, Quentin, you're our first pick here. Tell us who's winning Best Director. So I think it's going to be Jane Campion. Uh, I think Power of the Dog is going to be, again, like you've all mentioned, I think moving forward in a lot of these categories, um, this is going to be a tough one to beat. Um, and, and I just, my gut is saying her. Okay. Okay. Tyler, you feeling different or you feeling the same? 
Nope. Jane Campion. Although this is my one snub category of the day. Denny didn't get in an arm. Mm-hmm. I think that's bullshit and I'm upset about it. So just <laughs> throwing that one out there. But I would wait. not. Here's the thing. I would not have voted for Denny to get the win in it, but he should have gotten nominated. So um, I, I, I think we all are, are, are standing behind you on that. So yeah, Adam, sir, who are you picking? Jane Campion. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm just going to, uh, Oh, I put it down as Courtney, but I'm gonna put it down as me. I'm picking Jane Campion as well. This will be the first time ever we'll have back-to-back women directing wins. Um, so we've had two wins total, by the way. We talk about underappreciated, but this time we could possibly see back-to-back wins with Chloe Zhao winning last year. Mm-hmm. Courtney, who's winning Best Director? You could have just left it in the in the spreadsheet because I'm also gonna say Jane, okay. Jane Campion. <laughs> there we go. I think I think that's a little bit more of a of a locked pick than than what could have been and i think it goes back to what a few of us have said is just she brought everything all the pieces together to make it work so well in unison so all right screenplays i love screenplays because it's sometimes so weird and it's sometimes so great i think sometimes the academy picks screenplay winners because they didn't get their due in the rest of the awards uh sometimes they get picked because they think it's the best screenplay and they're going to win best picture. I think we've seen it all over the place. So we usually kind of can see a, uh, a shocker in these categories. So we're going to start with adapted, which includes Coda drive my car, Dune, the lost daughter and the power of the dog. Tyler, you are picking first for best adapted screenplay. Tell me who's winning. Obviously Dune's up there again. It's tough. It's a tough pick there. You're only adapting half of a book, although the way they did it was impressive. I'll hold judgment until we see part two of this. I could see them winning this award if part two really ties it up and knocks it out of the park. Um, I haven't had a chance to really talk about Coda. I really liked Coda, but I don't think it's going to win any awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Marlene Matlin ever since her West Wing days, but Power of the Dog, Jane Campion, once again, taking this one home. Okay. Okay, Adam, are you in agreement or disagreement? Agreement. I think I think that's dead on, and I think it's dead on about uh, Dune in some of the bigger categories. It's going to be like Return of the King. If part two is good, it'll get a, a whole movie award for part two, but it won't win many of the other ones in terms of uh, just part one. So I think Power of the Dog. All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to pick differently here. And the reason is, is I think Coda wins this. Power of the Dog is the best adapted screenplay. It is it's just hands down amazing. And I think that most people are going to feel that way. But I think a lot of ballots... And I may not, and I may shock you too by saying this. I'm going to say some different best picture. Power of the Dogs, obviously, hands down, we know this, the favorite to win best picture ahead of time, right? The Vegas odds, everything favorite. I think people are going to think, Tyler, you mentioned Coda's not winning anything. And it ended up being kind of a darling this year. So I think that's why it's going to get best adapted screenplay. Courtney, what are you thinking? Oh, Drive My Car. I think, um, yeah, I think Drive My Car is going to take it. Okay, Quentin, where are you falling on this board? You know, I actually think you might have convinced me. I think I'm going to go with Coda on this one okay. as well. That your logic, your logic makes sense, um, and I do think that there will be a lot of votes in for it simply because it's a category that it has a chance of winning, and I think people want to see it do something. Right. This is one of so there are four categories that I picked a one two. So I have my own ballot over here that I already filled out and just put an X on them like we're doing on our sheet. But there were four categories and both of the screenplay ones. I put a one, two, because I'm like, I could really go either way on this. So yep. I'm, I'm letting you know that because you're, you're trusting in me and I, I I'm, I'm saying I'm kind of torn on it, but no. original screenplay. Go ahead. 
You know, I was just going to say I was, and I was the same way. I was on Power of the Dog, but I, I had feelings and reservations about Coda only because I agree. I think a lot of times we see in the Academy, you have uh, underdogs or these kind of darling films that show up and people want to see them win an award, but it can't be the most prestigious of the awards um, because those need to be reserved for, you know, the, the power films. Um, right. And so this makes sense. It was kind of the same argument that we had for Flea earlier um it's not going to win best animated so best foreign uh makes sense okay or i mean best well, documentary original screenplay you got belfast don't look up king richard licorice pizza and the worst person in the world um i believe i don't even know who we're starting. adam you're our first pick for this one actually who's winning best original screenplay oh boy best original screenplay so i think it's going to be licorice pizza um no other no other love for that movie I, that I think. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. So uh, I think it squeezes in there. Um, yeah, takes Best Original Screenplay. Okay. I, I love this guy. Actually, um, and, and minus, I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen The Lost Daughter, so an adapted screenplay, I can't say it. But seeing the rest of these fields, these are some solid movies. Like, I'm really loving this category. And when we get to Best Picture, I'm going to say, this is a solid year of nominees. But I was torn again here. And I'm thinking Belfast is probably the clear favorite. There's a lot of weird and popular buzz love coming for Don't Look Up late in the game here. And Adam McKay, I don't know. He's he's had a he's had a, a love and hate relationship with the Academy in the past, I could put it. I'm torn. I'm picking on the spot. I'm gonna pick Belfast. Courtney, who are you picking? I think it's going to be licorice pizza. I think yeah, I think the Academy loves PTA. The movie was wasn't my favorite of his, but I think it. Yeah, I think it had enough buzz that that's going to be that's going to be the one. Okay, Quentin. Uh, I'm also going to go Belfast. I think I think for me that was that was my pick, and I mean it feels it feels right. It, again, on Licorice Pizza, it wasn't my favorite, and I I just I don't know. I don't see I don't see the Academy leaning that way. Okay, Tyler, we're split here. Are you pulling one so, side up? So here's the thing. The I really want to pick licorice pizza, and I want to say that PTA is due, but Courtney said that the Academy loves PTA. They love to nominate PTA. This will be yeah. the fifth time he's been nominated for original or adapted screenplay. Never won. And those movies included things like Magnolia, There Will Be Blood, Boogie Nights, superior movies to this one. He's been nominated 11 total times, Best Director, Best Picture, best screenplay has never won an Oscar. So in one hand, I feel like he's finally due, even though this would be his Scorsese Oscar. It's one of his lesser works, but it's finally due for one at the same time. I'm not convinced that the Academy's going to give him one. So I, I have licorice pizza marked down here. I really am really tempted to switch it to Belfast, but I'm going to cross my fingers and say PTA finally gets his Oscar picking licorice pizza um, but for a movie that is less deserving than other movies he has been nominated before. And if he doesn't win, I will not even be remotely surprised. Okay. That's solid. That's a good explanation too. All right. We're here. We're at the big one. We're at the winner. We've done great on time. Actually. I just, I want to say that because we also had a couple minutes of, of freeze time there, but uh, best picture. So we have a full 10 nominees. We do. We've got Belfast. We've got, we've got the, somewhat biopic pick Belfast. We've got the adapted 
Apple movie that kind of snuck into everybody's hearts in Coda. Don't look up the the holiday movie that ended up being way more popular and controversial. Uh, Drive My Car, the the dare we say it parasite of this year's field, the foreign language film that uh, kind of impressed people enough to get on this part of the ballot. Dune, your big big blockbuster that again for us exceeded expectations. King Richard biopic. I think was hands down going to be on this list since it got announced. Licorice Pizza, another PTA nomination as y'all were talking. Nightmare Alley, I think was which was one of the surprise ones out of there at the end, but it's Del Toro and the Academy has definitely grown fond of him. Power of the Dog, which again, before we pick, is the favorite in, out there in the world. And West Side Story, uh, Spielberg somehow making a masterpiece even better. Uh, what we're going to do here is a little different. Courtney, I'm going to start with you. You're going to pick just one movie on here. You're not going to pick your nominee yet, but you're going to give us a short explanation on what, why that movie deserved to be on the nominee list. So what movie just stood out to you this year? Maybe it is your pick. Maybe it's not your best pick winner. You just want to give something a light that you haven't given time to this, you know, this hour. Tell us a few sentences on why it deserved to be nominated. Oh man, something that I haven't even talked about. Like I feel like I've covered a lot of ones that I already really loved. What's well, um, it's up to you. It's up to you. Okay. Where do you want to? Okay. Um, I'll go with I'll go with my pick. I think I've already talked about it. Drive my car. I think is amazing. I think it deserves to win. I think it's like you're watching two movies in one, and it feels like you're reading. You're watching the adaptation of the short story itself. Um, the acting was incredible. I was frustrated there were no acting nominations for those actors in that um from that movie and. Yeah, I've already given a lot of love to it, but it was it, it that movie is like why you love to go to the movie theater and watch movies, I think. And that isn't a big blockbuster, like a very patient movie that felt like it was made in the 70s or something, you know. So, I love right. that movie. All right. Win winner or not, Quentin, uh your choice for winner or not, but who's your spotlight here? Like you've got nine uh, movies to to give a little love, choose to give yeah. a little love to. For sure, my spotlight is West Side Story. It was <laughs> it was it was probably in my top three of the year if film going experiences and i am a theater person um both like live you know stage theater but also like the movie theater and i think west side story was one of my favorite theater going experiences this year it felt like the magic of movies um and it was the best thing that spielberg has done in a while um and honestly, I was kind of surprised by that um, because it felt like old era Spielberg. It, it felt like Spielberg taking something, taking a genre. You know, Spielberg has never really reinvented the wheel, so to speak. He's just kind of taken things and elevated it to places that people maybe didn't realize that it could go. And I think it was the same thing with a musical. It's been a long time since musicals have really kind of gotten their due. And I think this movie was great because not only was the casting amazing, but, you know, we've talked about the cinematography was amazing. The music, the sound design was amazing. Like everything was what I would imagine to be like Academy caliber done. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think it's going to win, but it, it was one of my favorite movie going experiences of the year, like hands down. I, I left the theater immediately called my wife and was like, this movie was amazing. <laughs> I was like, I loved it so much. It was such a great time. Tyler, are you going to, are you going to tell us about Dune? Or are you going to tell yeah, us? Yeah, no surprise that? here. Okay. I'm going to talk about Dune. <laughs> Listen, right. 
We know Denis Villeneuve is one of my favorite working directors today, partially just because he makes amazing movies, but also because he takes big swings and takes and every time knocks it out of the park. He made major motion pictures about a linguist and a mathematician trying to communicate with aliens. He made the, he tried to make a sequel to one of the most beloved and um, like influential sci-fi movies of all time. And it was phenomenal. And then he tackled the best selling sci-fi novel of all time that already had a not so beloved adept movie adaptation and just he takes big swings he knocks out of the park and everything about this movie was almost as perfect which would be like like Courtney was saying earlier, like this is the lord of the rings kind of like for this generation and it just he is more than anyone else i think in hollywood today doing his best to get genre films the love they deserve when it comes to awards, when it comes to recognition of like fantasy and sci-fi, both books and movies aren't just kids entertainment anymore. And they're not just for nerds and weirdos. Like they can be great art and he is living proof of that with every film he puts out. All right. Adam spotlight something for us. Tell us what you love. Uh, yeah. I'll spotlight uh belfast so i think it's a a, a really good <clears throat> sorry a really good movie and it, it does cover it covers some some serious stuff but it does it with so much heart i think um and the acting is phenomenal they do an amazing job kind of throughout everybody picks up their pieces uh but just yeah just just a really really well well-made movie um and i love anything irish related so all for it <laughs> Yeah, I think y'all made some fantastic points. I Quentin couldn't be more agree with you. I was blown away. The words a better a remake that was better than the original. I don't think that's ever come out of my mouth before this year. And especially when you put a safe director, I think, as you put it, Steven Spielberg, Belfast, uh, Quentin, you kind of explained it to what Adam said. I felt that theater feeling like it was just a movie experience again, like it was good and fun. I, I was blown away. Drive my car kind of shocked me you know and then of course dune the expectation i know adam tyler and myself i'm assuming all five of us put on it the fact that it went above it is i don't even know how he did it like especially with all the delays <laughs> so it's amazing i'm gonna spotlight a movie that i think is going to tear this category up it is in rotten tomatoes you have 10 films here so you have 10 critic scores and 10 fan scores of those 20 scores there is one rotten score and that is the critic score for Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up, though, surprised the world with the views to the point where Netflix was like, let me tell you numbers is so happily when we never tell you numbers. Uh, the, the fact that it's getting talked about left and right, the fact that it was just it took on something that was super important in a comedic way and then somehow meant kind of a similar message across three or four somethings that needed to be addressed. I think Don't Look Up was a pretty fun movie by Adam McKay, not his best work, um, but it was a fun film and the acting across the board was fantastic in it. And I think I laughed out loud more at that movie than I ever expected. Here's the thing. The reason I wanted to spotlight that. And since I get first pick here, I wanted to bring it up. I think the Academy hates Netflix. We know that power. Of the dog seems like the obvious choice. If you were going to put money down to say Netflix is going to break that barrier and win best picture. Power of the Dog, hands down, phenomenal film, favorite to win. I think the people that are willing to pick Netflix are going to split on those two films, though. And because of that, 
there was another favorite that was there that I think is going to be a darling, and that's Belfast. I think Belfast and Kenneth Branagh is going to sneak in and win this award. And I'm not going to be angry about it. I loved Belfast as well. But I think Don't Look Up kills the power of the dog winning this category. That's my opinion on it. And that's why I wanted to spotlight it. And that's also why I'm going to kick us off with picking Belfast as the best picture. Now, Courtney, I think you kind of told us already who your pick was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Reaffirm that. Drive my car. I think it's going to win. I think it should win. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm going to stick to I, that's I'm going to I'm going to double down on that one. All right. All right. Quentin. Is it West Side Story? Are you picking West Side Story? You said that you don't I want, think it will. I want I want to so bad. I'm going to I don't care. That's how I that's how I pick on high five. That's how I'm going to pick here. <laughs> okay. Yes. West Side Story. <laughs> OK. It should be best picture. So we'll put you down for West Side Story, but who did you think actually? Why do you think um, you're wrong? I, I like I like your argument, but I still think Power of Dog Power okay. of the Dog has it. Like okay. I think I think it's got the steam behind it. Tyler, who are you picking? I really yeah. don't know. I usually can p- pick yeah Power of the categories. Dog. Power of the Dog. Okay. Yeah, it's it's I as much as I want to pick other ones, I. Like it's we we haven't really talked about it, but we're bereft of a lot of the bellwethers for the big movie categories, specifically the Guild Awards and some of the other stuff. Like we basically have the Golden Globes, and that's about it to go off of this year and noms. But Power Dog right now just has too much steam behind it. I think. I see. I see that Adam close us out on Best Picture. Yeah, that feels right. Power of the Dog. And as much as you, you're thinking, don't look up. Will will distract. In terms of the Netflix view, you know the Netflix policy. I don't. I actually don't know if everybody knows that those movies are Netflix movie. You know, Power of the Dog is a Netflix movie with as much buzz as it's getting, unless they read the article titled "This is a Netflix movie" or whatever it is. I mean, otherwise, you look at everybody that's in it. You look at everything about it. The the buzz that's going around it, and I think it just pushes that out of the mind, and people vote for it. Right. It's a good pick. I mean, there are. I would say seven of 10 movies on here that if they won, I would be pleased with at the end of the year. I, I think power, I think you right. I think power of the dog is the obvious choice here and a lot of good reasons. And it will not shock me, but I just, that hatred for Netflix is there. Um, but anyways, I think this was a solid ballot. I think we have enough diversity in our picks that we're going to have a very clear winner at the end of this. And remember you get bragging rights. So if you win now, Courtney and, and Quentin, you're new to picking with us you better use those bragging rights because if Tyler wins, he's not going to let you forget about it for a year. So make sure you brag all online for those of you that are paying attention and want to, obviously we will do our best to revisit this after the Academy Awards air. Um, So the five of us can come together and I can tell everybody why I was right in my choices um, or I can pretend to be sick that day. One or the others we'll decide when we get there, but (laughs) All right. Closing thoughts on the Academy Awards this year. Are, are we excited about the nominees? I know we feel there's a few snubs. Quentin, you didn't mention any. couple minutes here for all of us to kind of throw in. Who was missing from this? What category did we feel like was right? I don't know. Um, Just some general thoughts. Snubs. Wes Anderson got a snub i think i thought french dispatch especially for like just set design stunning like i don't think it was his best best movie ever made um 
but also I don't think he gets nominated a ton in general. Um, but I thought that like as far as like the casting, it was just so visually beautiful. Surprised that didn't get nominated. Also, and I, this is a bias here because I am in love with him. But Timothy Chalamet did not get any acting nominations. And I also think like, I mean, he was like he was Dune. You know, he was in every single shot of that movie. And I thought he carried that very well. Kind of like, again, like a Elijah Wood, if you will, in Lord of the Rings. And just had to be everything at once in that movie for the audience and for and yeah i just think i think he's great so maybe it's snubbed. maybe it's part two that we we're talking about quentin some closing yeah. thoughts for us um i think it's gonna we're all gonna come back and have a really good laugh when west side story wins best picture <laughs> right. That's, that's right. i think everybody's gonna be like wow that was unexpected but all right i guess it's Spielberg, uh, man. It's never unexpected when it's Spielberg. Like who knows? No one expects Spielberg. Um, <laughs> right. I do think I do think that there were some great noms this year. I, of course, there were snubs. Um, I haven't disagreed with anything anyone has said as far as you know things that should have been nominated. Um, I don't know. The Academy is always really hard for me anyway because I think very rarely are the best films actually the ones that are put up for nominations. I think usually it's just whatever is kind of crowd consensus favorite or the favorite of, you know, Hollywood. Um, 60 plus year old white people. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's very it's a very political award show, which is why I've always kind of checked out on it. Um, but I like a lot of I'll put it that way. I like a lot of the films that are nominated this year. So I feel I feel good that they're at least getting some love. All right. Tyler, some closing thoughts for us on this year. I mean, I already called out my biggest snub, which was Denny not getting the the director nom. The other two snubs, I would say, is I think Belfast probably deserved a few more nominations than it got, if only for um Catriona Balf as uh for her role if for the actress but then the other one that I really thought I think the buzz was strong for but to be fair the field for best actress this year was very crowded but in another biopic role specifically and also a previous Academy Award winner um, I think Jennifer Hudson playing Aretha Franklin was a big I don't know if I would say snub I would just say of the ones that got nominated in a dense field this year I'm surprised that she wasn't one of the five so Adam, some thoughts. Well, I guess I would look at we did have 10 Best Picture nominees, and for whatever reason, they like to have nine. And then we get to bitch about which one they left off and they could have easily put in the number 10 spot and it didn't make any sense. This year, I'm going to look at it the other way. Like Nightmare Alley didn't have a lot going on with it. We know they love Guillermo del Toro, but how how is it in there when it, it didn't really show up at all anywhere else? So is it really the best movie when none of its components make it into the, the Oscar category for that? So did, did they, did they put a number 10 in just to have a number 10 because they like Guillermo del Toro or, or, you know, why, why not stop at nine this year? Why go to 10? Uh, yeah, I think that's good. I'm pulling up over here. My top 10 movies of the year that is over on ProjectNerd.com. little blog plug there. Um, I think there's a few, few that i'm i don't know it's hard to say shocked it's there's a couple that didn't fit into this year's nominee because my list is from the full year um i don't feel like this i feel like they last year diversified their nominees a lot but unfortunately didn't they didn't win those that and although i feel the content is diverse i think your jennifer hudson brought up you know things like that i feel like there's a lot of Again, the Oscars just, I think in the years past, we've always used the word played it safe, you know, 
uh, with I, I mean, I hate to use this word, but when these nominations first came out, I was texting with another movie buff friend, and we were like, "These are really boring nominations." Yeah, that's. A, I think, that's, not, yeah, that's like, fair. but at the same time, I think that's probably also a factor of the times we live in, and not a lot of people saw a lot of these movies. Right. Like, I know that this was the fewest movies, fewest nominees I've ever seen in a year for various reasons. Definitely, definitely. I, I just, I want to say um, that I think. I'm kind of shocked the green Knight didn't get any technical awards. If you want to talk snub, there's a good one that I, it was a, I, I still don't understand it. So maybe that's why <laughs> I still don't. I've watched that movie multiple times and love it. Um, but I do, I just in closing want to say that uh, I think even though I picked against it, I, I think I Dune blew me away and it was a higher list, but the power of the dog, I, wow. I just, wow. Like I still just wow when I think about that movie. So I don't know, but um, uh, Courtney, I think you said it right. I think snubs across the board was the Wes Anderson stuff. Uh, not only was it, I thought it was actually, and I could make the argument of why I think it's one of Wes Anderson's best, but the, the, the homage that it paid to Tati and Godard and the, the classic French filmmakers, I mean, scenes that were almost directly replicated, just beautiful. It was a work of art as, it was definitely the most Wes Anderson movie I've ever seen. That's for sure. But oh, yeah, um, but you can keep an eye on our nominees. Uh, we will obviously list the winners in a live blog post the day of the Academy Awards as well. We'll likely be live tweeting as we have in years past. And of course, you can head over to projectnerd.com. That's project-nerd.com. Not only for more on this episode, but on the other Press Play episodes to follow. And guess what, guys? We haven't even talked about it. Press Play this is going to kick off two straight weeks of podcasts celebrating 10 years for Project Nerd, guys. 10 Woo! glorious years for this brand. Um, or as Adam and Tyler defined it earlier, probably far too long, which I'm not arguing, not arguing, but it is 10 <laughs> years. Um, so if you are catching this while it's still March, we still have our Xbox Series S and Roku Express giveaways going on. We're announcing some amazing and crazy big news. And as I mentioned, this new series, Press Play, taking over as the flagship podcast, we're going to do two straight weeks, mostly of Press Play, but including episodes of Tell Michael, The Last Word, Infinite Spaghetti, all kinds of fun stuff that you're going to catch in there on top of our normal programming, like Murder, She Joked, and High Five, the podcast, and Two Guys, One Film, which is in a very fun season, which actually features the, the wonderful ladies of Murder, She Joked this year. So... I, I guess what I'm saying in short, just go over to projectnerd.com, project-nerd.com, and check out all the amazing things we happen as we ha are happening as we celebrate 10 years. It's almost got a tear coming down my eye. 10 years, guys. This is fantastic. Biggie and I had a hair back then. <laughs> Listen, I'm wearing a hat for a reason. So, there's, But anyways, I had a blast. This was a great pick. I had a lot of fun. I can't wait to see what happens, especially because we do have diverse picks. Uh, looking yeah. forward to recapping with y'all and talking a little bit and hopefully bragging, but I'm sure we're yeah. all having that same hope, but everybody let's wave to the camera for those that are watching. Bye everyone. I, guess. I can't believe we forgot to talk about pig. See you, everyone. <laughs> but anyways, this was press play. I guess now you can press stop. Oh, <laughs>